1: A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun
2: ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you.
1: Hey everyone, before we get to today's game, we wanted to announce that we're going to be at SporkleCon 2023. It's taking place September 8th through 10th in Washington, D.C. and is the largest trivia and quiz con in the country.
3: Yeah, and SporkleCon will be giving away $20,000 in cash prizes and donations over that weekend. Amazing. There's over 50 events for all skill levels, both individual and team, so it should be a lot of fun. We've got a little
4: something for you, too. If you use the code TRIVIALITY, you'll save $15 off a full weekend pass. Details and tickets can be found at SporkleCon.com.
2: And even more fun, on Sunday, me, Jeff, and Ken will be hosting an event that you can play on live and kind of hang out with us.
1: Go to SporkleCon.com and use our code TRIVIALITY to save $15 off a full weekend pass.
4: Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff,
1: this is
4: Triviality.
1: And welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil. I'm here in the studio with Jeff and Ken today. Uh, our second uh, recording, back from our little vacation. How is everyone doing?
4: Wow, just giving all the secrets away, Neil. We can't get over the the vacation time.
1: I know we can't. <laughs> uh, our vacation was, uh, was one it week. It was glorious. But we're back. Uh, yeah. In
4: podcast land, it's been no weeks.
1: That's so. correct. Yeah, we, we our, our goal as a podcast from day one was never miss an episode, and we haven't. So we're now,
3: gonna... now, last week, Neil, you were in a little bit of pain. Did your mouth surgery. What about this week?
1: Uh, I'm in basically the same amount of pain. Uh, the only difference is maybe like one ice pack worth of relief for about 20 the, minutes
3: yeah does it feel like almost like as if we had recorded back-to-back episodes
1: it's almost like we were yeah that we have like you multiple had, like, recordings one, in one hour day.
3: of healing maybe in between
1: yeah maybe ate some applesauce for lunch or something yeah that's basically what it feels like mm. can't confirm if it's exactly that but that's what it feels like gotcha. um but um speaking of my mouth uh it is <laughs> hurting uh, uh pretty bad so i'm not gonna actually participate today i'll just be keeping score and, and adding a, a quip here and there um, and Matt isn't here today either. He is still in Puerto Rico looking for the, uh, invention of the pina colada and other things. So we wish him the best, but we have some very special guests with us today. Um, we're going to start with our, our guests who are going to be playing today's game, uh, coming to us from Port Orchard, Washington, Oakland five supporters on Patreon. Janelle and Jay, how are you both?
5: We're doing great. So glad to be here.
1: Nice to have you. Yeah, so happy to have you here. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself, and then also uh, what special trip you just came back from, because we think uh, the listeners would enjoy to hear it.
5: Oh, yeah. Um, Well, we live in port Orchard, Washington. I'm an optician here. Um, We just came back from a week in Iceland, and so we had a fantastic trip, and it was just really special and amazing there. We encourage everyone to try to get there if they can.
3: The one thing that's not special and amazing in Iceland, though, is what...
5: The fermented shark the fermented I mean, shark
3: so uh, that's going to be your team name today correct fermented
4: shark
5: it, absolutely yes
4: all right not to
5: disparage the icelandic people i'm sure it's, no no you no know, very I mean, special it's a, to them it's, it's gross when it's ken, gross. ken and i were
4: there we talked to a few locals and they did admit that it's more of like a traditional thing than like people actually still eat it but,
1: but that's like here in chicago like we don't really eat deep dish uh, but it's famous for speak deep speak for yourself yeah that's true (laughs) uh well uh, thank you so much janelle and jay for supporting the show and for being here today we're super excited to have you you're going to be going up against ken and jeff we'll figure out their team name in a minute but we need a host for today's game and we're so excited to have an oakland 5 supporter on patreon from san diego adam large how are you adam
6: great i'm how are you guys today
1: doing great thank you so much for putting together today's game tell the audience a little bit about yourself
6: Sure. Yeah. I'm um, Adam. I am currently a data scientist at a biotech startup down in San Diego, California. Uh, but uh, otherwise, I like to play magic, play video games. I crochet sometimes. You might see some of those appear in the questions today. But that's basically about me. Very cool. Yeah. Do you ever Ed,
1: crochet while playing magic? Uh, it'd that be would hard. Definitely difficult. W- you you wait I, for
3: your uh, your opponent
1: to to play their turn. It could yeah. be the ultimate mind game. Like you're crocheting. Like this guy's <laughs> never gonna have a great yeah, yeah, move yeah. on here.
6: I've I've made I've crocheted magic accessories like uh, uh, dice bags. And things. That's cool. Yeah. There
3: you go. And might I say, uh, if there was to be a new band formed, I'd, I think Adam Large and the Overtons would be a great band name. Just
1: for the record, <laughs> it is a great band name.
2: It's uh, a great band name.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, with the first single, uh, fermented shark. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we have our team here of Fermented Shark, Janelle and Jay, and then Jeff and Ken. What do you want to be today? Well, since there's been a lot
3: of uh, talk about Barbenheimer, you know, Barbenheimer sweeping the
1: nation, I
3: think we should uh, go ahead and reverse it because I actually saw Oppenheimer first. So let's be Oppen Barbie.
1: Oppen Barbie. Let's go party. All right. Uh, So we have our teams, Barbie versus Fermented Shark. Let's throw it uh, to a special rules read. The rules of the game are simple.
4: 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop
0: i am the cream
3: it's special because it's the same one
4: it's
1: the same (laughs) one it could have been anyone can put in there but we'll never know until we hear the recording um well uh, i'm gonna go back into the shadows here like uh max von siddow or something and uh (laughs) i'll be keeping score so take it
6: away adam sure yeah so not to date this episode further but when i got the email from neil i believe uh i was in line at san diego comic-con and so uh, I rearranged some of the questions to be a bit more fitting towards Comic Con and add a couple new ones. So hopefully, uh, you guys will enjoy it. <laughs> they're nothing that should require comic knowledge or pop culture knowledge, but uh, they're mostly just tangential, uh, you know, introductions. Sounds so good. hopefully, this works out.
1: And Ken, just for the record, and and Adam, uh, last game, I sat out because of my mouth, but I allowed one lifeline to the team playing, and I'll just, just for today, for the last time, uh, until I'm back fully, next episode. uh, Lifeline? Lifeline. Janelle and Jay, if you have any lifeline for some sort of pop culture movie question, let me know. I'll be here. Otherwise, like I said, I'm in the shadows.
6: All right. Then let's start with uh, question one. The elephant in the room this weekend was the writer and actor strike, resulting in panels that were either canceled or Happened without any of the stars there to usually draw the huge crowds. Uh, so, who is the current president of the Screen Actors Guild, known for her TV role when she played another masonry role?
3: So, a famous TV mom. Oh, is it a uh, Patricia Heaton maybe?
6: Oh, I could maybe.
4: She was the mother on Home Improvement. Yeah. No, no. no Raymond. Ray, Ray, everyone loves Raymond. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with Patricia. I was thinking Heaton. Of Patricia Richardson.
0: <laughs> oh.
6: We're going to go with Fran Drescher. And Fran Drescher is correct. Oh, nice poll. Really? I did not know that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, She's very outspoken about uh, the strike right now. You should read some of her, listen to some of her speeches. Uh, And she played the nanny, of course, Mm. on TV. And the beautician to the beast. Question two. While it's hard to imagine Comic-Con without celebrities, you really can't imagine Comic-Con without the cosplayers. Within five years, in what year did cosplay start at the first World Science Fiction Convention in New York City? Bonus, what year did the word cosplay uh, was coined also within five years? I'm
0: feeling um, the dressing up in costume at the World Science Fiction Convention in New York was in the 60s. So I'm going to go with 65, give or take five years there. And then I don't think the term cosplay came in for a lot longer. Um, I'm going to go with 95, give or take five years
3: Interesting. We chose the same year for the term cosplay. A little bit later for the uh, dressing up, what did we say?
6: Yeah, we just said 1980. We didn't know. All right. Uh, so cost, the first cosplay uh, was all the way back in 1939. Whoa. Wow. Uh, it so was close. one woman. <laughs> and I think maybe her boyfriend as well. Uh, and then after that, people started doing it um in, in her footsteps, and then in uh, the word cosplay was coined from a Japanese term back in 1984. Hmm. I want to know what
3: this woman back in ni- the 1930s was dressing up as.
6: Uh, I believe it was a uh, a book um, series. I mean, it would have had to yeah, be. It Had to be, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it could it a radio show? I guess I don't know. <laughs> the, sure. the
1: shadow.
5: Owen's just pictured her walking around in the book, so I'm glad you followed up with that.
6: Yeah, some full fiction type uh, sci-fi okay. book. Um, okay, so question three is the a their sports question. I had I thought Matt might be here, so I had to throw one in there. Uh, the Women's World Cup started this past weekend as well. All eyes are on the returning champs the U.S. National Women's Team. One of the breakout players from the previous World Cup was Rose Lavelle, awarded the bronze ball, considered the third best player at the tournament, in her first World Cup run. What Big Ten school did she play for, being their Freshman of the Year in 2013 and Midfielder of the Year in 2015 and 2016?
3: Well, Jeff, admittedly, women's soccer is not at the front of my mind, nor is men's soccer or any other men's sport besides hockey. (laughs) So um, I'm equally disinterested is what I'm saying. Uh, I have no idea. Just trying to think of one that might be... Notre Dame. Big Ten? Not Big Ten. Michigan. Michigan. That's
4: a big 10. Uh, I want to go with this, though.
3: Okay, then I guess. <laughs> we'll I'm good, we'll go with what you have. <laughs> we'll go with what you have.
5: We're going to guess Stanford. We have no information on this at all. So.
3: Okay. Just a guess. So they say Stanford, we say
6: Penn State. Uh, unfortunately, it is University of Wisconsin Madison.
0: Oh.
3: So go, go yeah. Badgers. Right New on. Badgers, yeah. yeah.
6: Alright. I was it. in Wisconsin or in Madison during that uh, World Cup win, and everybody was wearing Roosevelt jerseys, even the little girls. It was quite a time quite a summer that year. Alright. Uh, question four. During Comic-Con, the trailer for Netflix's live action adaptation of the One Piece series was dropped. In what African city was the most of the series filmed? The city was established in sixteen fifty two as a refilling station by the Dutch East India Company.
3: All right, we are locked in here. I'm pretty sure I caught some of the uh, the press on this,
0: so we're we're gonna lock in. What do you guys have? We're gonna go with uh, Johannesburg. Johannesburg, yeah. uh, Johannesburg. Good guess. It sounds I, Dutch. It's in Africa. Yeah.
3: I just think, for some reason, I remember the press
6: saying Cape Town, so we're gonna say Cape Town. And Cape Town is right. Uh, both got South Africa, but. Uh, cape town is where it was filmed and that's where it was founded in 1652
1: Hmm. big film contingent in cape town
6: okay question five one of the biggest retailers at comic-con is funko known for their vinyl figurines of licensed characters both large heads and soulless black eyes uh funko was originally started by its creator mike becker because he wanted a coin bank in the shape of what famous fast food mascot like funko pops the mascots known for their size Though, unlike Funko Pops, I'd say their belly is their most pronounced feature.
4: So the question is, what what mascot would have a big belly? A fast food mascot with a big belly. Is this uh, a Grimace? I was thinking Grimace. I was. Is this, a, this isn't the Hamburglar, although I imagine. What about uh, Big Boy? Oh, yeah, his belly is actually kind of pronounced on the Big Boy if I remember from the Austin
3: Powers film in 1997. I just, like, I just really like the Grimace Bank, though. But
4: I kind of think Big Boy might be right. right. It's up to you. Let's go with Big Boy.
5: All right, we also went with Big Boy. I think I had one of those banks, so. Uh,
6: and Big Boy is correct, yep. I try to stop myself from like laughing too much at the discussion about Big Boy. Just just saying Big yeah. Boy over and over again is just <laughs> was just too funny to me.
1: Great reference by Jeff to Austin Powers. That was a great moment, the Big Boy spaceship. <laughs> Uh, After five in the first round, the teams are tied at 20. So everyone's on the board and a lot of room to grow.
6: All right. Question six. During Comic-Con, an award is given out for creative achievement in comic books. Named after a pioneer in comics who, among other things, popularized the term graphic novel and formalized the study of comic books with their book Comics and Sequential Art. Who is this person who is not related to a famous Disney CEO with the same last name?
0: We're going to go ahead and lock that in. All right.
6: Uh, When I think of famous Disney
4: CEOs I think of Bob Iger Who else can you think of?
3: Not many Um, I could think of more like comic book people Okay There's Alan Moore Yeah I mean Iger That sounds
0: okay
4: Okay We'll we'll guess Iger
0: We're gonna go with the
1: Will Eisner Eisner Uh, Eisner. Oh Michael
6: Eisner Yep uh, Will Eisner is the comic book pioneer Yes Uh,
1: Great poll. And that was a quick
6: draw, too. You were right in. Uh, Question seven. Another guest at Comic-Con this year was Rachel Smythe, who is known for her comic series, Lower Olympus, a modern retelling of a classic Greek myth. What Greek myth is this, which is related to the Greek myth of how spring happens, or the myth of season of spring? You guys
0: uh, good to lock in on this one? Uh, Good as we're going to be, I think, yes.
3: All right. So we get to discuss again, Jeff. So the myth about how
4: spring happened, right? Yeah, somewhere? this it's not, isn't the uh, Eurydice
3: and Orpheus and Eurydice. Yeah, again, no, I don't think so. But let's say it. Okay,
4: we At least it's better. a Greek
0: myth. But... We think it might be Persephone.
6: Yeah. the abduction, Persephone, Hades, Persephone. Anything in that range would be uh, perfectly acceptable. Yes,
1: Hades Town. If you've listened to the the Broadway show about that,
3: I know. Well, that's so we got we got the wrong part of that
1: wrong the, name the but you're in the story. right you're in the right area yeah but.
6: you got i think you probably thought of it but didn't know the name <laughs> uh okay uh lore olympus question eight Laura olympus is one of the many popular comic series that originally posted on webtoon an online comic distribution platform created by the Naver corporation in their home country they're known for their search engine and affiliation of the line messenger service for english speakers it's often known for its multi-language dictionary uh, also as an app on your phone what country is neighbor based in feel good about this one i guess
5: we're saying we we're just going to guess we have no idea we're going to go with switzerland
3: okay uh switzerland what i know about this is that line is on my phone and i use it to talk to my japanese friends and uh, line is very uh, popular in japan so we're going to guess the parent company is japan
6: Unfortunately, Line is Japanese, but the parent company is South Korean.
3: <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. It's it. Line is also in Korea, so yeah, that's that's fair. It was a fair guess and a fair wrong
6: answer. Yeah, yeah. I was a little worried about adding Line because like mm, that might actually throw people off. That's but, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of Japan, uh, one of the featured guests this year, uh, was a US appearance by Junji Ito. Alongside his appearance, a trailer from Adult Swim was dropped for their anime adaptation of one of his best-known works, Uzumaki, in which a small coastal Japanese town is taken over by what?
3: I don't know the uh, the plotline of this, Jeff, but I know the translation for the title is this. Mm-hmm. So let's just say that.
5: Okay. We're kind of thinking about breaking down the word a little bit and trying to decide what Maki is, and we don't have a strong feeling about it but we're just gonna go with go with tuna <laughs>
3: okay so maki is uh maki is like roll or like right. circle so yeah. uzumaki is a, a translation for spiral
5: oh um, okay. which is the
3: english translation for the title i don't know exactly what the plot of that um piece is as i haven't read it
6: but we're just gonna say uh spiral spiral is exactly what it is
5: oh uh, nice
6: the whole town whirlwinds whirlpools uh people get turned into snails uh hmm. you will look at the world a little bit differently after you <laughs> read that book
3: i would like to see the tuna version though
5: i oh, think yeah. it'd be I cool would i think it'd be a giant tuna the, be awesome. the,
3: the bluefin tuna gets its revenge
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> right.
6: well in jinjito's other book yo uh, fish grow legs and then terrorize in town so there's yeah. also a book about that as well
1: so everything turns into a spiral
6: uh yeah so like in one one chapter a woman's scar starts twisting and turning until her entire head becomes hollowed out through like a spiral um people's hair becomes spirally and start like draining the life force from that's their just body. the humanity, though yeah <laughs> <laughs> and a joke
1: for matt who isn't here that actually would have helped peyton manning throw a regular spiral
6: nice all right question 10 uh Comic-Con isn't always about fictional worlds. NASA and the Jet Propulsion Laboratory had a booth at Comic-Con this year to show off their mission to send a spacecraft into Jupiter's orbit. Attendees could add their names to be etched onto the spacecraft alongside a poem by poet laureate Adelimon. Which of the Jupiter's moons will the spacecraft be studying, including the possible presence of an ocean, and thus may harbor extraterrestrial life?
0: All right, we're going to lock that in, maybe. How you feeling?
5: I mean, there's a lot of moons. There's a lot of moons up there. Um, the one that always stands out the most when I uh, when I think of Jupiter moons, I have an idea. I don't know if I'm. Sp- yep. You want to just? have yep. got an idea for it, so. I'm sure. We'll lock in.
3: All right, Jeff. So I. We got Europa. I think we it's- got Ganymede. We got Io. We
4: got Callisto. Callisto. Those are the four Galilean moons. Of them I believe the first one you said Europa is the one
3: that they're that, like really keen on that
4: may contain uh water underneath the uh surface of ice so that's what we guessed all right and
6: we went with uh, Ganymede Ganymede is is good but Europa is exactly what wow, they are right. stating it's job, Europa, guys. Europa Clipper mission and then you could still add your name to be etched uh online as well if you want to do I wanna... that I'm a waiting Shuttle, for the like shuttle face. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of
1: here. After the first round, uh, both teams, this might be a first, uh, are locking in so quickly, uh, you know, they're knowing the answers right away, uh, which means that they're pretty evenly matched, uh, which the scores reflect. It is 40 to 40, both teams uh, neck and neck still after the end of the first round here.
3: It's like we're, we're, we're answering quickly because we're either sure or totally not sure. <laughs> That's true. Sorry, well, you sound very not. confident, though. We sound confident, but the score Where is, is about <laughs> about average confidence. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Average Which is confidence. Good. We we aim okay. for that like that middling sort of uh, sort of game. So that's great.
1: Now, uh, Jay, you uh, seem to know at least a little bit about the cosplaying uh, of the early question. There, have you dressed up as a character before?
0: I have not. But back in, I did go to science fiction comic book conventions back uh, before in the early eighties when i was younger there clearly and, were, yeah, were they pretty was, wild they were um well probably a less fancy dress up uh more drugs and uh this when i was yeah. doing as a sixth grader the first time i ever saw anyone do cocaine i, like, hey, cool. <laughs> I won't mention the Janelle's author looking but... at jay like this is the first she's hearing of this. Uh, uh, <laughs> no i won't mention the author but there were several and they were very kind enough, and all and
3: Stephen they, King. They just
0: talked learned, really
4: fast. I learned where
0: ideas come from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, did they share? If they were kind,
6: they'd really definitely share. Yeah. No, Adam, are you a, are you a class player? Uh, no, I really should get into it because I admire it. And um, I've only dressed for Halloween before, but uh, well, I'm also kind of lazy. You said
4: you crochet, so it, it seems like you have some like yes. physical creative ability. So.
6: Yeah. That is, uh, yeah, I was like, I could do something like this. So who would you you uh, do if you were to cosplay? So the only thing I've ever done for Halloween, and this was a deep cut, was I was a specific episode of Doctor Who where the the 10th becomes the 11th. There's this very specific episode where he still has the clothes of the 10th, but has some of the features of the 11th. And so that one episode, that one Doctor costume, I did once, and nobody understood it. Even people who watch the show. I, I've done so. those
3: too, where I, I yeah. had to explain what it was all the time. Yeah, but I uh, feel
1: like that's been every year follow yeah, for Follow your heart. Me. I say. <laughs> yeah. <You should laughs> yeah, dress up what you want to dress up
6: as. Well, the one person who gets it, and maybe at Comic Con they would get it. Uh, that make you know, mean the world.
3: Yeah. Well, it's time for the spiral round. I mean, the swing round. It's happening. Uh, go ahead and uh, let us know what we're in store for.
6: Alright, uh, for the swing ground, uh, it's going to be Barbie, of course. Uh, it was definitely the most popular cosplay at Comic-Con this year, uh, which means cosplayers had to design their outfits basically before the movie came out, because it started. The Comic-Con started on the same day as Barbie released. Uh, fortunately, there are enough proportional material to, f- to uh, design an outfit off of. But Barbie's also known for having many different jobs, and her career options have changed with the times. I'm going to just give you 10 jobs Barbie has had, and all you need to do is rearrange them to be in chronological order from when that Barbie version was released. Uh, Some of these might be in clothing packs, not officially new dolls, but they're basically the same for this purpose. So the 10 are going to be US Army officer, presidential candidate, doctor, makeup department worker, astronaut, beekeeper, Olympic swimmer, computer engineer, vice presidential candidate, And flight attendant.
3: And for scoring here, we will uh, say, we'll rearrange these um, and say what's in the one position, what's in the two position, and a correct answer will be an answer that's in the correct position. Five points each uh, correct position. So uh, let's go to break and we'll be right back. And we are back and before we get our answers for the swing round a quick message from neil
1: yeah well uh all of our shut up (laughs) (laughs) all of our guests thank you ken all of our guests here today uh are patrons so uh we appreciate all of their support so if you'd like to join them you can go to patreon.com slash triviality podcast where you'll get a lot of bonus audio content uh, such as crop drop episodes which are ask me anything style episodes as well as patreon bonus episodes which are just extra trivia for you each month uh, and you get a lot of extra other perks as well, like uh, all the new episodes uh, releasing a little bit earlier ad-free on Patreon. So if you'd like to join uh, Janelle, J and Adam, you can go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcasts. And one other perk that I'm working on for the patrons is giving an exclusive look at my new book, which I'm super excited to announce uh, it's called Behind the Screens. Uh, you can find it uh, basically you know, anywhere you find books. Uh, the tagline of the book is illustrated floor plans and scenes from the best TV shows of all time. So there's about 40 TV shows. Uh, the artist, Yaki drew uh, a bunch of overhead layouts of different TV shows, uh, sets, and props. And then I provided all the text as far as historical information behind the scenes trivia easter eggs and more so um, if you're a fan of tv or if you're just a fan of pop culture trivia and want to learn a little bit more it's a great coffee table book coming out october 10th and if you pre-order it uh, it helps out the book greatly and i'm going to try and get an exclusive look for all of our patrons to uh, get a little uh, little taste before it comes out
3: nice and uh before we go to the swing round too did you see what jeff was just doing while you were saying that stuff
1: I try to not to he, pay attention was, to Jeff. He was
3: eating peanut butter M and M's, but the way he was doing it was ripping the M and M's in half, taking a look at the guts, and then popping them in his mouth like a complete psychopath.
1: Yeah, he he is a he's the film villain of eating M and M's. Is that how you always eat your peanut butter M and M's? I hate
3: it.
4: I. No, I, I ate it. <laughs> I, I wanted peanut MMs and I realized they're peanut butter and I had to look my disappointment in the eye and
3: rip it in half.
1: All right. <laughs> Jeff well. is the the eater of gummy bears who rips off the head first and then. Don't eats get me
4: it. wrong. Like, I have some weird idiosyncrasies, but
1: I can't say that's one of them.
3: Well, I just saw you do it. So add it to the list. Um, and speaking of lists, we have to run down our Barbie career list. So once again, uh, the questions are basically first position, second position, third position. And we are going to fill in the careers. Um, uh, in the correct positions, and each correct position will be worth five points. So once again, those careers in uh in no order are U.S. Army officer, presidential candidate, doctor, uh, makeup salesperson, astronaut, beekeeper, U.S. Olympic swimmer, uh, computer engineer, vice presidential candidate, and uh, flight attendant. So uh, in the first position we had flight attendant, in second we had makeup. In third, we had the doctor. Then fourth, we had astronaut. Fifth, we had vice presidential. Sixth, we had presidential. Seventh, we said swimmer. Eighth, we said beekeeper. Ninth, we said computer engineer. And tenth, we said U.S. Army officer being the most recent.
5: Okay. Well, we had some similar ones that you all had, but our list is slightly different. Uh, we have first uh, makeup department worker, two Flight attendant, three doctor, four Olympic swimmer, fifth we had army officer, sixth we had vice president, seventh we had astronaut, eighth we had computer engineer, ninth we had beekeeper, and tenth we had presidential
3: candidate. And now for the true list.
6: It's gonna be a little rough. <laughs> I'm gonna preempt. Uh, there are a couple. I added a couple tricks that maybe uh, I shouldn't have, but we'll. I'll, I'll get to it when I get to it. So the first job... Either way, it'll j- be
3: interesting to know.
6: Yeah, it's actually kind of interesting, the history. I'll have a little bit of uh, trivia attached to some of these. Movies. First job she ever had was a fashion model in 1959. That's Barbie, what she was, March 9th, 1959. Same as my birthday. Uh, in 1961, she became a flight attendant, originally for American Airlines, later for Pan Am. Uh, she briefly did a stint of Japan Airlines and Virgin Atlantic. But fraud attendant, you know, 60s uh, was the time. She was an astronaut next at 65, two years after the first female astronaut from Russia, 20 years before the first American female astronaut. Um, So I guess she's a pioneer in their area. Uh, She became an Olympic swimmer in 1975. So that's three. Uh, In the 80s, you know, she went to the mall to become the makeup department store worker. So that's four. Uh, 82 and 88 she finally got her md as a doctor uh in 89 maybe to preempt the gulf war or something uh she became a u.s. army officer that's six she ran for president in 1992 although you wouldn't couldn't tell because she basically looked like a she was wearing a prom dress a red white and blue prom <laughs> dress uh in in the Seven. next election she's been running for president every four years since basically <laughs> uh, she's
4: the eugene victor debs of um, yeah, little plastic the, models the,
6: uh and uh she first and as you could tell she first ran for president and then later uh we'll see where she tries to go for president vice president but then between that she was a computer engineer in 2010 this was the infamous one where it came of a book that uh they had to recall because the book basically said she was bad at her job like she caused a like a virus and a male <laughs> colleague had to fix it for her so <laughs> a virus she, like, either installed a virus or she built her own vi- I didn't read the book, but basically... She clicked basically, on a phishing
4: email. Let me, yeah. let me tell you something. Uh, making a virus requires some level of computer sure, yeah. engineering. <laughs> so.
6: Yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever happened, she didn't intend to have to happen. happen. So, but a male had to fix it for her. So, so that, that was a, that was
4: 9. A, nice and
6: progressive. That was 2010. Eight. That was 8. 2010. Uh, 2016, she was both the presidential candidate and the vice presidential candidate, and she was her own... Uh, like a team, like her own like election team. She was there's a four Barbie set, um, but fun fact, she never became president officially until <laughs> yeah, 2023 a- with the uh of the President Barbie that Issa ray plays in uh the movie. Oh, she was always funny. it's always kind of a weird branding where she was both the candidate, but then she came with a blazer when she became president. But the first time she was ever president in like. At the at the time when the Bart was released was twenty twenty three. Uh before that she was still running at the, and then you were kind of assuming that she would win because apparently she there's no like twenty first Amendment or twenty second amendment stuff like that to stop her. Uh and then last is uh Beekeeper twenty eighteen. You know, hipsters love beekeeping. Uh other things she happened more recently was uh farmer's market stall worker uh what do you call Influencer. it? Influencer. Uh, Kind of a uh, pet photographer is one of the more recent ones. Uh, so yeah. Did you say panda photographer? Yes. <laughs> that too. Um... Did you not see the billboards, Neil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So long. for us,
3: five points.
5: We also we just got one. We only got the computer engineer right, I think.
3: So. But that was a wild ride. I enjoyed it.
5: Yeah.
1: It was a really wild ride and very timely too, with the with the movie. Uh, and yeah. Both teams neck and neck again, five points each, so forty-five to forty-five going into the second round.
6: All right, second round. Uh, Kalki twenty-eight ninety-eight AD 2898 AD, formerly known as Project K, is an epic science fiction film uh, that had its full name Kalki twenty-eight ninety-eight uh, revealed at Comic Con. It was filmed in Remoji Film City, the largest film studio complex in the world, according to Guinness. What country was Kalki twenty-eight ninety-eight or Project K? Filmed in.
5: We don't, we're looking at, you know, just the name. We have no idea, but.
0: The name sounds Japanese. Yeah. But.
5: Well, I think we should just go with the, yeah, I mean, oh, it could be.
0: All right. I'm feeling it could be India, because but uh, even though the name sounds
5: Japanese. I like India, sounds good. Let's go with that. Okay. Okay.
0: All right, we're going with India. All right,
3: Uh, we said the same, because they have a huge film industry.
6: And that is right. It was filmed in Hyderabad, India. Okay, question 12. Paramount Plus was big at Comic-Con, advertising its collection of Star Trek in hopes of attracting new subscribers. Star Trek has been a mainstay in pop culture and has even pervaded our everyday lives. What well-known group of people did Ronald Reagan favorably compare to Klingons, which seems ironic given that klingons were in part modeled after communist forces
5: we don't know either what do you think sweeter
6: i was
0: thinking iran contra i was thinking the contras down in central america who were fighting communist i don't know if that's well known or if that's anymore so
5: i like that answer let's go with it
0: contra yeah okay contra the contra rebels I think good. I know this. That's answer. a good
3: guess. We're just going to say, as uh, as the Republican, uh, you know, nemesis uh, during elections, we're going to say the Democrats is what Reagan compared to Klingons.
1: I think you're close. I think I think I've heard this quote before, and he says they remind me of Congress.
6: Neil's correct. Yeah, uh, I did want to add favorably to compare just to make sure uh, he actually liked Klingons because they reminded him of Congress. I see. Uh, <laughs> but yes. I don't know what he saw, but uh, maybe they were different back then. So uh, question 13, not to be outdone by by Paramount, NBC tried to excite fans with a Comic-Con experience for a reboot of what popular TV show? Although it will not include its star actor who jumped at the chance to play Captain Jonathan Archer in Star Trek Enterprise. So I'm looking for the TV show.
3: All right, they're locking in. Uh, We don't really have too much of an idea, right?
4: nbc reboots so
3: you say the character
4: is
6: named archer or the
3: actor is archer
6: so th- the actor in star trek was captain jonathan archer but the actor who played C- jonathan archer was in the original version of this tv show but will not be reprising oh. his role
3: i was gonna say maybe quantum leap but that was sam because sam jumps right yeah talking about scott Bakula. um oh maybe it, yeah, it could be right so maybe it's uh quantum leap
1: we went with quantum leap
6: the actor in question is scott Bakula, who played jonathan archer and the show is quantum leap
1: one of the most depressing
6: endings of all time
1: maybe maybe
3: the reboot can
1: yeah fix it fix it um man you both of you just ran online with the answers here i love it well i knew he was a star trek captain i didn't know his character though did you know he was also in ncis (laughs) new orleans your favorite show yeah
4: did you know he played Chuck's dad in the NBC TV okay. show Chuck? <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: that's Did you know of... he was a quarterback in Necessary Roughness? <laughs> <laughs>
4: all right, enough Scott Bakula shenanigans. Right.
6: Uh, where we at? Question 14. Lego also had a large presence at Comic-Con this year with a booth that showed off their large collection of model sets based on popular movies. They went all out by creating a booth that resembles what store chain founded in 1985 but is now hanging on by a thread. Unless you live in Bend, Oregon, this may have been the best way to experience this store. Contrary to popular belief, there are none in Alaska anymore. Uh, we're going to lock it. We'll, we'll lock that one in.
5: Our, uh, they locked in first, so oh, we're going to okay. talk about it. What did we, okay. what do you think?
0: Well, Bend, Oregon, I think, was the real giveaway there, which is a town not that awful far from Port Orchard, Washington, where we live. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, Blockbuster.
3: And the last Blockbuster in Bend? You have you have
0: some blockbuster
3: experience, Neil.
1: I do. I loved working at Blockbuster. I uh, had a few hiccups there. Um, I got yelled at on my birthday on New Year's New Year's Day. A man came in and said, "I'm not paying this late fee. I'm a doctor." And I said, "I'm sorry. the The rules apply to everyone, sir." And he yelled it again. He said, "I'm a doctor," so had to give him his, his feedback. His two dollar and seventy. 75- was it a medical movie? Uh, it was not a medical movie. It was uh, a then... softcore porn. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. okay. But that's my blockbuster experience uh, in a nutshell. Other than uh, we got robbed once and our manager ran out, jumped on the car, and hang onto the car as it uh, swerved around uh, the parking lot and fell off. Okay,
3: and we also said blockbuster. Long <laughs> story <laughs> short.
1: Uh,
6: yeah, Blockbuster, or in this case, it was Brickbuster, but uh, they even gave out little Brickbuster cards. Yeah, Blockbuster is the answer. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, you should look up the Brickbuster booth at Comic-Con. It is... They went all out for that one.
1: And speaking of Brickbuster, uh, just a little ad: our Bloodsport series is back. If you remember the movie, Frank Dukes, played by Jean-Claude Van Damme, breaks bricks with his hand. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely check out our, our Bloodsport season three that's out right now. We're going to have 24 total episodes, uh, three different rounds of trivia with... Uh, 32 competitors being whittled down to eight and then down to one for champion. So we're super excited to have it back, and we hope everyone
6: enjoys it.
4: Funny thing is when JCVD tried to crush a Lego brick with his hand, it just uh, it left an imprint hurt. forever, yeah. and he screamed out in
6: pain. Uh, All right, question 15. Uh, One of the most ubiquitous pieces of swag this year uh, came from the Hulu booth. It was a lime green backpack, but looked like a 2D comic panel. The effect of a three-dimensional object looking two-dimensional can be seen from what pop artist in works such as "Man with Folded Arms," "Goldfish Bowl," perhaps famously hers, "House" series. All right, another lock in. Uh, do you know any
3: pop artists who know who are known for the uh, 3D-2D illusion? I don't. No. Liechtenstein. <laughs> a little too old, but let's go. Probably.
4: With it. I mean, Escher was the other one. I was going to joke, but even little, older. Yeah. Yeah.
5: We don't
3: know. Tap.
5: All right. We seeing a lot of these pencil drawings uh, growing up. I We just went with MC Escher because that was the only one I could think
6: of. All right. Uh, the answer was indeed uh, Roy Lichtenstein. Oh, <laughs> no. Ken.
0: Oh, you guys.
6: <laughs> yes. Uh, his houses look like a flat 2D, but then when you turn around, you can see they're full out. Um, I think people have made purses uh, with that same style before, but uh, definitely... One of his signature works i think is his house series
1: i think ken just subconsciously wants the score to remain the same for the rest of the game (laughs) so uh, after five in the second round both teams
6: picking up 30 at 75 to 75. uh question 16. magic the gathering had a panel during comic-con uh during where they discussed their latest universes beyond line universes beyond is a crossover product between magic and other intellectual properties including street fighter Fortnite, and upcomingly doctor who a recent University Beyond product created quite a frenzy to find a specially stamped one of a kind card, which offers for up to mil- $2 Were for it. What signature item does this card represent? Unfortunately, the cards for men, dwarves, and elves don't command such a high price. Yep. Uh,
4: Ken and I can lock in.
0: Uh, we're going to go. Uh, we don't know much about Magic Gathering, but um, the men, elves, and dwarves thing, we're going to guess with the ring. The ring from Lord of the, the Rings. The Ring from Lord of the Rings. The the
3: Ring. Yeah. Uh, great guess. Uh it is the One Ring from Lord of the Rings. And after taking a look at some of those cards and seeing uh the art for the Goldberry card, we now know why Tom Bombadil was such a merry fellow. Uh <laughs> so the one ring is our answer.
6: Uh yes, the one ring, yeah. There was one specific one ring card stamped one of one. Uh and uh it was a search was on to find it. Uh, question 17. The first Comic-Con panel for Pokemon happened this year, which is notable for it being a turning point in the series, as Ask Ketchum will no longer be on the show. Regardless, Pokemon will always be a part of us, sometimes literally. Give me either the Pokemon or the protein in retinal synapses named after said Pokemon, due to its lightning-fast moves. If you remember this question for when it was asked on misinformation, you'd already know the answer.
5: We're going to lock in with just an answer that we're not super
3: sure about. What do we have, Jeff? So
4: I was thinking, I don't know where this fits, but I isn't the like the myelin sheath the thing that surrounds like neurons that helps like electrical activity like fire along synapses quicker. You got me. The Myelian sheath, not to be confused with the Myelian chic, who was uh, one of Neil's favorite wrestlers. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so pick a Pokemon. Uh, a Lightning Pokemon to be. A lightning Pokemon? I mean there's only one lightning Pokemon as far as I'm concerned.
3: Pick a different one.
4: Because it's not right. Okay. Uh uh Who's the who's like the like the dude? Like the do you know not Electro Buzz. Was it Electro Buzz? Well that's not it.
3: <laughs> Electrode. Who's the electro the electric EV?
5: Volteon.
6: Alright, we'll say Volteon.
5: And we just went with Pikachu because that was the only one we could think of.
6: There is really only one electric Pokemon out there. That's Pikachu. Wow. Uh, Pikachu or Pikachurin is is uh, the, the answer to that one. Please. Wow. Uh, time to retire, Jeff.
1: Fermented Shark takes the lead. Big moment. I, I will say, I think for Janelle and Jay, uh, and both both of you have been to Iceland. I was just in Iceland recently. I think that the Icelandic air is just giving them
6: an extra oomph today. That might be it. Uh, question 18. Sharknado celebrated its 10th anniversary this year at Comic-Con. I was kind of surprised by that. Fish tornadoes are very rare, but not unheard of. One way this can happen is the formation of a funnel cloud that forms a tornado over water that could potentially suck up fish and move them onto land. What is the name of this weather phenomenon? Do you know that? I think so. Okay. Okay, we'll lock in with that one. All
3: right, we are gonna say it's the uh the sashimi rain.
0: All right,
6: I think we're gonna go with sea spout. All right. Uh I will I'll give it to you because I think the official name is Water Spout, but it's yeah. Oh I see. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not sashimi rain. No. You sure? No. Uh I Googled it. No. The <laughs> new
3: film <laughs> Sashimi Rain's coming out though.
6: Oh yeah, it's it's slated for 2026. All right. Uh question nineteen. In addition to the official comic-con masquerade the online retailer her universe hosts its own fashion show at comic-con this year judge's winner was rachel petterson with her totally mini dress which is modeled after mini mouse what is mini short for
5: yeah let's go with the uh, we're gonna go with minerva
6: minerva mouse right.
4: i think you're right that's
6: what we guessed god, Minerva.
3: god bless you all for the answers that you give
6: <laughs> Uh <laughs> Minerva is correct, oh, yes, wow. Minerva Mouse. They don't really use that word, you know, name very often, but it, it's there. Okay, and the final question, regulation question 20. Uh, finally, we'll talk about Marvel. Marvel always saves some reveals for Comic-Con, and one of its reveals was the first footage of the new X-Men series on Disney+, Plus, which picks up where the Fox Kids X-Men the animated series leaves us. As such, the show's name is very clear on its lineage by telling us exactly when that was. What is the name for this new X-Men show? You're looking for the year that I skipped CCD to
1: watch X-Men.
4: <laughs> oh, then we know it. Never mind. We're locked in. <laughs>
5: 1989. Oh, no. You want to just go? I don't. I. That's my. I can't think of anything else. What do you think? I don't know.
0: 89. 89. 89 sure. It was a good year, basically.
5: All right.
3: Yeah. Going with uh, 1989. We're going with a little bit later. We're going to say 94.
6: Five, uh, getting closer. It is X Men '97. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. I was like, so, I was like, the original series. Flip. Yeah, ended in 1997, and so this new series just picks up where it left off.
1: Speaking of that song, which is one of the greatest uh, theme songs ever. Uh, yeah. Same composer as the Power Rangers theme song. And if, uh, if you ever listen to the Power Rangers theme song, you're like, man, that guy is really out of tune who's singing the background vocals because the the composer who composed it just did that as a temp track, but they just left it in because they never re-recorded it. So uh, uh, there you well, go.
3: speaking of uh, 95.
1: Speaking of 95, Oppenbarbie uh, is picking up 20 points in the second half of the second round. So you have 95 going into the, the final round. And Fermented Shark uh, still sniffing that Icelandic air, picking up 40, bringing their toll to 115. So let's hear these uh, final round categories uh, that you have for us, Adam.
6: All right, the categories are Marvels, Detectives, Dark Horses, Images, and Booms.
3: All right, the wagers are now in. Uh, we're doing 20s as much as we can, except for images. We're just doing the 15. So we're pushing all in, hoping for a good result. Uh, the other team doing 10s all the way down. So the let's see if the conservative bet works out. Uh, go ahead with the questions. All
6: right, and question one. Marvels. If you're looking to marvel at a unique sculptural design at the intersection of science and architecture, look no further than Neri Oxman's work. One of her most famous works is Silk Pavilion, in which she released 6,500 silkworms onto a dome to create a silk structure. She can be defined by a two-word phrase that she coined, which reflects her method of thinking deeply about how resources interact with each other and the environment. Question 2. Detectives. While Known as being strikebusters and recently used against a Magic the Gathering leaker, the Pinkertons were known as a detective agency that hired women and people of color for the use of spies. One such woman, Kate Warren, was the first female detective who helped uncover and foil the assassination of President-elect Abraham Lincoln, named after which U.S. city? Three, Dark Horses. One of my favorite recent Dark Horse candidates has to be the author of such books as A Return to Love, Reflections on the Principles of A Course in Miracles, Illuminata, and the give of chance, which is considered Oprah's spiritual guru. Their political views are in favor of rep- reparations, raising the federal minimum wage, and creating a department of peace. Who is this person? 4. Images Jermaine Kroll was a political activist and photographer who is best known for a collection of photographs of railways, bridges, bicycle wheels, and buildings, famously the Eiffel Tower, in order to capture the essentially masculine subject of the industrial landscape. What is this collection called? five booms. We haven't talked about Oppenheimer yet. While Oppenheimer is most about the men involved in the Manhattan Project, there were women involved as well. One such woman was Maria Gerpert Mayer, who studied how this separates uranium isotopes. While working on this, she developed a model of the nucleus that led to a Nobel Prize in physics. What is the name of this model, which can be likened to the nuclear analog to Bohr's electron
2: model? All right, we have our questions, and we'll be right back.
3: All right, we have our answers in—at least what we think are the answers.
4: We have—we have one for sure.
3: <laughs> That's good. Uh, well, let's uh, get the questions one more time. You can get, just give us an abbreviated version, and we'll—we'll we'll tell you what we think it is.
6: Sure. So, question one in Marvels: uh, What is the two-word phrase that characterizes Nary Oxman's work? It reflects or what how inter- resources interact with each other.
3: Uh, we said artistic naturalism, which I just made up for uh, twenty points.
5: Alright, I like it. Well with with the uh talking about the silkworms and creating a dome, we thought about maybe weaving, so we said um echo weaves. Uh
6: both of those sound pretty good, actually. Uh the ter- first, the term is material ecology. So I try to sort of define it as resources interact with each other. Sounds like I've a, seen uh, some of that work.
1: Sounds like a Prince album.
6: Yeah. Question two, what uh, was the name of the plot uh, where uh, to assassinate President-elect Abraham Lincoln? What city was that?
3: Oh, uh, we just said for 20 points, that was the Wichita plot. And who are, Well-known Wichita plot.
0: We went with uh, Baltimore for 10.
6: Baltimore is correct. Oh, yes, it was a Baltimore plot. I think because the he was changing trains in Baltimore and they were going to create a distraction and then uh, kill him, um, but then he sort of disguised himself so they wouldn't know who he was. The
3: distraction was a bunch of people singing, good morning,
6: Baltimore. Yeah, the, yeah. So And then that, John, John Waters, Waters came out there. and flashed
1: <laughs> the, uh, Just... the possible assassin. <laughs> yeah. uh,
6: okay, question three in Dark Horses. What is the Dark Horse candidate who is Oprah's spiritual guru and wants to create a department of peace, among other things?
3: So for 20, this is the one that we think we
0: have.
6: Marianne Williamson. Oh. We
0: actually said Williams, so. Mm,
6: it is officially Williams. Okay. Mm, so we missed that. Uh, in question four, images, uh, what is the uh, collection of photographs from Jermaine Kroll, which captures bridges, bicycle wheels, Eiffel Tower, railways, etc.? Well,
3: Well, uh, for 15 points, we said, I mean, I didn't name it. I don't know why it was named this. It's very redundant. But
0: We said the male phallus. Mm. We said for 10 points manscapes (laughs) love it great answers
6: great (laughs) uh it's a bit more simple a bit more artsy but it's uh just metal yes just just took pictures of metal things and then they called it metal uh in question five and booms uh maria gopert mayer had got a nobel prize for her model of the nucleus uh what is the name of that model
3: uh for 20 points we just said the planetary model
5: all right. We did not know. So for 10 points, we said the mononucleosis.
6: Uh, <laughs> planetary <laughs> planetary is, is similar. I think you might were on the right track. Uh, visually, at least it is the nuclear shell model, which is similar to Niels Bohr's atomic uh, uh. shell model. Uh, you've probably seen the image where it's a core and then several layers of circles are outside of it, uh, which I think is why you might consider it a planetary model. At the end of regulation,
1: Opp and Barbie uh, just couldn't get approval or security clearance to win this game. So uh, they're going to end with 40 points, losing 55 of their. That wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for, for Opp and Barbie, uh, ending with 40 points. But uh, as we said, it was the Icelandic air uh, proving to be uh, the difference maker here today, as Fermented Shark uh, only lost 30 points there and will win the game with 85 points, making them today's cream of the crop.
0: The cream of the crop! Nobody does it better. Yes.
5: Nice. We're nice the cream of the crop today.
4: Well done.
5: Yes. Those are tough questions? one Yeah, we yes. did good. You guys did good too. You guys, we were neck and neck for so long.
3: Slugfest. Well, now it's time for the saddest part of the day to say goodbye. Uh, any uh, final uh, parting shots or or polite statements that you'd like to
5: make? No. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us. We had the best time, and uh, appreciate you coming up with such great questions. Adam, that was a great game
0: thanks so much
3: it was great all right and uh yeah like we said adam thank you for writing the questions excellent job uh hosting any final statements from you
6: uh it's been fun if you're listening and you haven't been paying these boys you should pay these boys uh they're doing great work (laughs) and they're sweating their ass off just to make a podcast so uh go go on that that is true the uh, yeah
4: (laughs) Yeah, patreon
3: for (laughs) as little as one dollar a month can significantly help if everybody gave a dollar it'd be it'd be sweet
4: yeah and you get ad-free episodes often the day before yeah so so that's something to look forward to
3: good stuff well as much as i've enjoyed the music of adam large and the overton's it is time to go I want to thank them and of course airwave media our network you can find them at airwavemedia.com and check out other shows such as the constant my history can beat up your politics
1: and the team house sound uh very interesting yeah and
3: uh that'll do it for today for our guests today jeff neil matt in puerto rico and uh myself that was triviality